Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite, i.e. coalition of conservative and patriot groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. Uh, We see... Every hour, the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office. As uh, Benjamin Franklin told uh, Elizabeth Powell on the streets of Philadelphia after the Constitutional Convention, when Mrs. Powell asked, Doctor, what have you given us, a monarchy, a republic? Uh, Franklin replied, a republic, if you can keep it. Uh, very pleased this week to have back on the show Eric Stalter, who is the founder of the Civil Review Board in Yucaipa and Calamesa, as well as the Liberty Lab. And we'll be talking later about um, his groups and the things that they do. I'm going to pick up on the same theme of, of keeping the republic. We just passed the um, 4th of July, and I've read since that time Chris Ann Hall, who was a, an attorney, uh, and then she's a constitutional speaker, travels around the country. She made the point, and I think it's a very good one, is we sh- freedom-loving Americans should not call the holiday the 4th of July. That's, just a, that's a date on the calendar. We should call it Independence Day. That's its significance. It was the date when the, at least it's attributed to, that we declared our independence and became a country. And uh, in the words of the Declaration of Independence, when we assumed among the powers of the earth a separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle us, that's the, that was the day it's attributed to. It was actually Congress. Actually, we'll start with a question here, Eric. What day did the uh, did the Continental Congress declare our independence? Boy, you put me on the spot. What the heck is with that? Open me up with with, yes. with the question. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know it. For, for the record, I didn't know either. <laughs> well, it's obviously not July fourth, seventeen seventy six. Then what what is the date? July second. July 2nd. That's when the Cong- that's when the, that Continental Congress voted to declare <clears throat> independence from Great Britain. They then delegated the Committee of Five that included John Adams and Thomas Jefferson to write a Declaration of Independence, which Jefferson completed on July 4th. And uh, for, that became that became the date rather than uh, July 2nd. But it was actually July 2nd was the day we declared our independence. You know something? It's this craziest thing. Something just popped up on my phone here. A a quote from John Adams um, uh, with regard to that. The second day of July 1776 will be the most memorable epoch in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations at the great anniversary festival. And it goes on. Yeah. Before. Um... Speaking of Jefferson and Adams, um, by amazing coincidence or divine intervention or whatever it was, uh, they both died July 4, 1826, 50 years after the Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. 
What are the odds? Hours of each other. Well, yeah. What, 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 are, what, are, what are the odds? Same day, 50 years later. Anyway, so back to, um, in the, back from the really interesting stuff of, um, historical trivia. Let's talk about some other things. And here we are at 247 years since the Declaration of Independence. And where are we? We have, uh, John Adams, who we just talked, we just talked about. He said that, uh, democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. Mm-hmm. There was never a democracy that did not commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Or Abraham Lincoln. At what point then is the approach of danger to be expected? I answer, if it ever reach us, it must spring up amongst us. It cannot come from abroad. Mm-hmm. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. Mm-hmm. So here we are at 247. How are we doing, Eric? And how much longer are we going to be able to keep this, uh, keep America going as a, as a free country? Well, we're not doing well, obviously. And to your point with the democracy and, and the, the quotes from, from Lincoln and Jefferson, we obviously can see that democracy, what they've done is they've changed just in wording alone, but they've changed our republic into a democracy and are working feverishly to do exactly what they predicted, which is to tear it apart from the inside. So I think. There's hope. I think there's great hope. I think America is the beacon on the hill. I think we're going to continue to be be the beacon on the hill. I think we're going to take some gnarly bumps and bruises along the way. But God didn't give us this for us to let it go after 247 years. No way, no how. So we're going to spring up from the inside. Patriots, America-loving Americans, just as you said earlier. And we're going to take back our republic. All of us. You know, it's it's... It's it, to call it a democracy is wrong and intentional. And, and so that's my opinion of where we're at. We're in a, we're in a bad place, but we have, we have the hope. We have God and we have ourselves. And, and it's going to be that combination that takes back our republic. Yeah, okay. I, I think we, I think we can. And I think that's one of the things that's frustrating to me is we could save the country, the, our freedom and republic. Whether we will or not is a whole nother question. And yes, 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 God is there, but God, God will work his will. And, um, we know from the example of, of ancient Israel when they departed. From God's, from God's law and that didn't follow God and were not obedient to God. God let them be destroyed. God let them be taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, first the northern kingdom and then a hundred plus years later, the, the southern kingdom was conquered by Babylon. They were taken into for 70 years of slavery and captivity. So. It's by no means that we can just say, well, you know, God is, God is here. God will, God will protect us. Well, uh, I'm not suggesting not, that not, not necessarily. Well, I, I, I don't disagree. I'm not suggesting that he's just going to protect us if we sit on our laurels. 
this is this is the time where we need to stand and and fight. I think we're in a bureaucratic revolution. You know, people want to talk about revolution. I think it's a bureaucratic revolution. All we need is to remove apathy and get back to to what our what our responsibilities are. And then I think God will will reward us, if you will, for that or whatever the proper term is. But but, you know, I think. What else are we supposed to believe, Greg? You know, we we either believe in victory or we believe in failure. And I'm not choosing to believe in failure. Uh, John Quincy uh, said that uh, uh, the duty is ours. The results are God's. Yeah. Um, Pastor Jack Hibbs, who uh, at the very first Unite IE conference, uh, he said that uh, I'm... Uh, I may lose every battle that I fight, but when I go before the Lord, I am not going to say there was nothing I could do. I was too busy. It was hopeless. And uh, and for me, I think that I think that is whether whatever you think may think of of our chances is that giving up is unacceptable both for the reasons that Pastor Jack said, as well as we come from a long line of people that from the revolution, from the men who were at Valley Forge with George Washington, who crossed the Delaware on Christmas night in 1776, uh, through, uh, we just passed the 160th anniversary of the Battle of Gettysburg. And if you know the battle, on the second day of the battle, the uh, Confederates were close to taking a key Union position on the left, on the Union left flank on the hill there. And the very end of the line was the 20th Maine Regiment. Uh, they were, they, they'd ran out, they essentially ran out of ammunition and they couldn't pull back because they would give up that key position. So they launched a, bayonet charge with almost no ammunition left down the hill at the confederates and sent the confederates into uh, retreat and saved that position i could go on and on but how many other examples are like that mm-hmm. and we owe it to them we owe Absolutely. it to we owe it to children to not give up we have to we we, we have please for me i couldn't sit back and watch the country fall and do nothing some people make that choice and they say okay you know, I nothing I can do. I'll just go. I'll go move someplace, and I'll enjoy the rest of my life as best I can. Well, I, I couldn't do that. Right. Well, you can move away from the front line, but that just weakens the front line, and that means the battle's coming to you regardless. So, move to Tennessee, move to Idaho, move to Idaho, move to whatever state you want. It's coming. Oh, that, that's that, that's certainly true, and. Um, on the other hand, the choice of where and when to fight has turned battles, wars, and civilization. Mm-hmm. So fighting in a place where you can't win versus fighting in a place that you can win can make a big difference. And I think there's, there's, a, very, there's a very legitimate argument. We have um, not on moving, but to illustrate that. The patriot I was talking to recently and about the pastors and how how much they're involved in encouraging their parishioners to 
bring their biblical values into their roles as citizens. And in her church, they used to have a good pastor in that regard. Um, and he retired and the, the new, the new pastor is totally excuse any of that, no matter, no matter how evil it is. Example, AB665, we're going to talk about later on the show. Um, and, you know, so I said to her, you know, you should really, you know, find a, we should find a church that does that, like pastor, like one by pastor Jack Hibbs or Tim Thompson or others. And she said, well, you know, I'm there and I'm talking to my fellow Christians here in the church and encouraging them. And I'm kind of like working as the, as behind enemy lines, so to speak. And there's something, there's something to be said for that. And we all have to make that uh, call for ourselves. And we are coming up on a commercial break. So I will let you respond to that. And then we will hear from our sponsor. Well, I think you're right. I think that just like the Revolutionary War, 3% fought, 30, 30-some percent supported. So if if you're not in a position to take a frontline spot and and fight the battle from there, there's plenty of parents that have children with kids in school that are working, working two jobs. So they're not, it's not as easy for them, but, but you have to either get in the fight or support the fight. It's all of our freedom, all of our liberties and all of our independence relies on that. So I I hear what you're saying. And with that, let's hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event Heard Weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Residence Tea Party Patriots, Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. I'm very pleased to have on the show this week Eric Stalter, who is the founder and leader and, uh, high com- and the, the, the high commissioner and high command of uh, the Civil Review Board and uh, the Liberty Lab. And we'll talk about those. We've been talking about that, the condition of America and that we're really we're losing our country, our freedom and republic. Uh, we're not, as uh, Benjamin Franklin said, keeping the republic. Ronald Reagan reminded us that uh, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And I think we're well into that one generation. Mm-hmm. Started to turn the conversation towards the end of, of our la- previous segment into, okay, what can we do? Uh, Theodore Roosevelt said, do what you can with what you got where you are. 
shows all sorts of things going on. Uh, the country's going off way off in the wrong direction. Uh, as Tucker Carlson says, they're trying to wreck the country. I think that's absolutely true. Absolutely correct. It's not murder. Our democracy is not committing suicide. It's homicide. But okay, what can we do? We can't control the border. We can't, as sitting here as individual citizens, cannot uh, deal with the unsustainable, ever-mounting national debt, all sorts of things. We can't control the deep state right now, uh, all sorts of things. So what can we do? So if, if someone out there, for people that are agree with us, or even if they don't necessarily agree with us, they just want to continue living in a free country. They may disagree with us about protecting unborn children. They may disagree with us about gun control. They may disagree with us about a whole myriad of issues, and that's fine, and that's fine in a free country. But they want to keep living in a free country, and they recognize that's under assault. So what are some of the thoughts? I'll let you start what are some of the things that, uh, so if, if, if someone came to you like that says, Eric, I heard your show on the show, and what can I do here in Redlands or Yukaipa or in the Inland Empire to help keep our country, freedom, and republic? Unite. Unite locally. It all starts locally. Just like you said, we cannot, we can't change federal laws. We can't change state laws, legislation. We can't change any of this unless we are together, united in truth. What we've done is, is we fall and pray for, for, for lack of a better term. We fall and pray to what's happening. We fall and pray to this divisive marketing. You know, a lot of this marketing that comes to people on the right and the left is coming from the same place. That's part of, that's my opinion. And that's part of the divisive process is to, is to feed information incorrectly. We know that, that news organizations, they all say the same thing, but the headline is different in, in every demographic. So they're, they're, they're manipulating, they're indoctrinating, and they're doing it through, through the, the divisive measures. And they're doing it to the left and the right. So our, our obligation to each other and to the salvation of this country is to unite and speak truth. We can't be shaking our fists at people and yelling at them that they're stupid and wrong because they voted for Joe Biden. What they are is uninformed. What they are is lied to. And so when, when we start speaking truth in a, in a graceful and dignified manner, I think that's the best way to win people. But, but unification is really the key at the local level because they're going to continue to do this stuff while the base is not united. As the base unites, it's much more difficult to do that. A school board is not going to be able to pass certain policies if the community is going into the school board and holding them into account. And by the way, the civil review board is in many different districts now. We're not just Yukaipa Calamesa and we are going nationwide, but, but unification, Greg, really, in my view, there's nothing else to, to, there's no other way to answer that question other than to say, we've got to come together. We've got to speak the truth to each other and we can deal with the little things later. We can deal with the climate change later. We can deal with, you know, things like sexual preference later. We've got to, we've got to address our community needs. Our liberties are being, are being smashed. And those of them, those of us that think they're, they're speaking from the other side, their liberties are being smashed 
too. And the sooner they recognize this, I think the sooner we can all come together. It sounds utopian to say that, but that's the best way I can answer that question. I think, I think, I think there's much to be said for that. Um, at least we can unify on certain things. So, um, if you, for example, if you, you take somebody like Tulsi Gabbard, former Democrat, um, and I, she has left the Democrat Party, uh, assuming she's genuine, assuming she's genuine in what she's doing is not just maneuvering for political advantage, uh, which you never, which you really never know for sure. As we witnessed recently when our local, one of our local, um, candidates, Brian Hawkins, who we supported for running for Congress last election, um, flipped a sense of 180 degrees. And, uh, last I heard he was planning to run for. Congress again as a as a Democrat when he ran for it as a as a conservative Republican last time. So you never know for sure. But you have somebody and another one you may not know her, Erin uh, Friday. We've had her on the show a couple of times. She's spoken at our group once. Is she's a Democrat? Um, I don't. She she's still registered as a Democrat. But when the school tried to trans her daughter into a boy. Uh, that she she stepped out of out of her ideology and uh, and and her bubble and uh, is it, it, she has, she said she voted Republican in the last election and plans to do so in the next election. Mm-hmm. So the, there are things that we can potentially unify again and build a enough people to save our country, freedom, and republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we said earlier. We may disagree on things and maybe even disagree strenuously on certain things, but that's inherent in a free country. Sure. I mean, JFK was a Democrat, too, but he got killed for believing in America, didn't he? Well, you know, that's that's an interesting thing. Uh, and and uh, we, we, we could spend the rest of the show probably talking about that. Yeah. Um, but I would just I'm just say this about we just say this. Is just because the government is full of lying liars who lie mm-hmm. does not mean that what someone else says is 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 they one is it's it's, it's truth is since they believe it it's not a lie and two it's accurate is there's a great we all have to be on guard for this of accepting things that fit within what we already believe. And especially if it's something, ooh, good, look at this new thing here that I just learned. This proves I was right all along. Mm-hmm. That may be so. And the fact that we don't know whether the CIA or the government was involved in killing a president of the United States is in itself a really big thing and a really bad thing and unacceptable, but I don't think I'm ready. I'm not ready to jump on the bandwagon and say, well, yes, the CIA did it. Yeah. And I probably, you know, making that comment, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't expecting to get into a conversation. I was making a, a, a just a, I shouldn't say a, a funny comment, but a comment in jest, I say, you know, and I, and I do understand what you're saying. And I agree with you. We are the republics, Republicans and the Democrats. We, the people are the Republicans and the Democrats. Those in office are the opportunists. They're the elitists. They're the ones trying to divide us into that Republican Democrat right and left role so that we're constantly at, at, at odds with one another so they can continue to do what they're doing. That's kind of my, my take on the whole thing. 
Yes. Um, actually, there was a, I, I don't have it up in front of me, but there was a, there was an interesting Rasmussen poll recently. And, uh, it was asked, what is, what is America's greatest enemy? And, uh, 20, and among the top choices were 25% said it was the Democrats and 17% said it was the Republicans. Both. Um, and that, and I think that's, Legitimately so, and, and and in my view, and we don't have time to really fully develop it in this segment. But the uh, I think I, I think that I think the Democrat Party is America's most dangerous enemy. The Democrat Party and its various collaborators, comrades, and um, uh, collaborators. If I if I said that word, uh, are undermining the country from within, as we uh, as we alluded to earlier. Dennis Prager says those on the left, and I, I would, I would, I would echo that. It's those on the left because they're, I, and I hear what you're saying. Those on the left, Republicans and or Democrats, anybody that that views from the left, they're destroying the country intentionally. Agreed. There. Um, stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite IE Radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event Heard Weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite, i.e. Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans to magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. Very pleased this week to have on the show Eric Stalter, who founded and heads up the Civil Review Board and Liberty Lab. We we're talking about the uh, state of America and, uh, it's our downward trajectory. And uh, now that we're 247 years since the Declaration of Independence. And I think in many ways, it's like a roller coaster that's gone over the top of the big hill. And starts off descending slowly and picks up speed, picks up speed. In so many ways, you see, um, you know, in the culture, you just saw, we just finished, there was this, uh, quote unquote pride parade in, in New York where they were uh, chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Or they're, uh, they're, Walking around, riding around, not just in um, uh, sexually oriented clothing, they're doing that. Na- doing that naked. Uh, there was a uh, Babylon Bee art, uh, piece that said that uh, uh, a pedophile arrested for exposing himself to children is kicking himself for not doing it at the Pride Parade. <laughs> 
and 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 like all good humor, there has to be underlying truth to uh to to that humor. Mm-hmm. And uh Breitbart said that uh culture is upstream of politics. And he didn't say it, but I think it's equally true that religion and family or lack thereof is upstream of culture. And for decades, so it's taken decades to get here as the left, which I think is largely synonymous with now with the Democrat Party, has undermined the family, has undermined religion. So much so that there, so you see that, uh, um, churches and many of them, they're flying the pride flag, pride flag, quote unquote pride, uh, during, during quote unquote pride month. So it's one, I mean, so it's one thing to say that, uh, you know, we're all sinners and we welcome everybody into the church and we encourage everybody to do better. And more closely, we aspire to emulate Jesus Christ and we're never, we're never gonna, we're never gonna get there, but at least that's the goal. And instead, the church is saying, never mind what God said in the Bible. We know better th- than God on this, at least on this point. And it's, uh, the, the religion has been undermined from within. And I think the Bible even, even prophesizes this. But I want to bring the discussion back to, so we have a situation here, uh, the debt, the open borders, the dumbing down of the, of the kids in the school, the indoctrinating them to hate the country. And I could go on, but you have all these bigger issues. What can, we as individual citizens here do we talked started talking about that in the in the first half hour unite and finding common cause with fellow freedom loving americans but I, I think there's i think there's other things and longer term it's not just a we are not just in a political fight it's also this religious cultural economic mm-hmm. civil war mm-hmm. so some of the things I think we need to do is we need to better use our economic power. We have, uh, in our group, we, as kind of an offshoot, we form the 60 percenters because 60 percent of the economic decisions in the country are made by conservatives. The left is much better. They're much better organized at using their economic power and boycotts and getting people fired to intimidate and silence people and get them to go along. Um, but we've seen, and it's not been really any kind of organized effort, what happened with Bud Light, with Target, with Disney. It was just this, this past week um, on July 4th, the, the new movie which everyone should see, The Sound of Freedom, about uh, child sex trafficking, based on a true story of a man who was about to rescue the children. It did better than Indi- the latest Indiana Jones woke movie. Uh, even though the sound of freedom was in 2000 fewer theaters. So we have this economic power that we're, that, that we're not using. As Theodore Roosevelt said, do what you can with what you got where you are. And no matter, well, they, what we do control is our wallets and purses. Mm-hmm. And we can exert enormous influence with that. Especially if we even more organized with it. If there was a concerted effort, for example, mm-hmm. boycott Disney. Do not spend any money with Disney at their theme parks, at their movies, at their streaming services, at their products. 
it can be harder to find a to find a not liberal, not leftist, woke car company or bank or those things. And it's hard to do without those things. Mm-hmm. But we all can do without Disney. Mm-hmm. We can do without Disney. And the conservative, the, our aim should be to drive Disney into bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And hopefully someone better, and even someone good, will buy the assets out of bankruptcy. So if, if uh, Disneyland could be a, a profitable institution and operation, someone will buy it and keep it going. But the current ownership, who's openly sex-grooming children, will be out of business and out of work. Well, Sound of Freedom is is just the first step into that. It's It's finally the entertainment industry is giving folks an option outside of 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 the current entertainment like disney and it all comes down i was taking notes as you were saying all that apathy is is the number one killer apathy has been i don't care has been our number one killer you know it's and and to your other point we are in a spiritual battle this is this is a battle between good and evil i mean truly anybody looking at it from 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 any perspective is going to see there's one side that's destructive and one side that's constructive, but we're, we're not able to get the message out quite as good as we should. You mentioned, um, organizing the effort. That's, that's also key in, instead of just, as I said earlier, shaking our fist and saying, this is what I believe and this is how I ought, this is how we need to do it. We need to be giving people something of value and men need to be men. We need to be strong and courageous men. We blame the church. We blame everything. Look at the church in Nazi Germany. I mean, it, it is, it's a huge part of the reason why, why Hitler was able to do what he did. And it's becoming a huge part of the reason why we're able to, they're able to do what they're doing today in our country because the church hasn't, isn't standing, but the church is full of men who need to take leadership and stand. That's not a sexist comment. That's based on history, based on whatever science. When men lead, things get done. And, and we need to stand and be good examples to our, to our wives and our, our daughters and our, and our, and our sons and everybody. And, and I think when you talk about the organized effort, I think as, as different groups, because the left is very organized, what we as the people need to do is some point try to, try to pull our heads out of the sand a little bit and start working together in our different organizations. Maybe I've, I've had this idea lately with the three E's. I've been, I've been rambling off to everybody this idea about the three E's. That is education, election, and economy. And we know that everything that they've done in this country has been done through the public education system. They've been raising the kids in the public education system to then go into seminary where the same kind of woke thing is taking place, perverting the word of God. So that's now infected the churches. If men would stand, this would stop. So the three E's, education, election, and economy. If we were to focus our efforts into those areas, everything else sort of funnels into those things. Economy, creating our own economy, buying those things that, that, that support American values, not paying for, for Disney movies, but watching movies like The Sound of Freedom, you know, if, if there's a manufacturer, an American manufacturer that supports American values, but it costs you $5 more for that pair of shoes, 
At some point, we're going to have to bite the bullet and do that. Education, it is key that we are all together in in fighting. If, if education is your thing, join us at the Civil Review Board, and we will fight together building these districts nationwide to have a focused uh, 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 um, uh, front in the education system and then election integrity. If your if your passion is with election integrity or you feel there's voter fraud, things like that, join an election integrity group. There's groups out there like Patriot Force that are building steam and they're making changes in, in on the election integrity front. And these things, if we could get all of these different Patriot groups, if you're not a, a group that's singularly focused, like the Civil Review Board is singularly focused with education, but if it's a patriot group, say like the Tea Party, if they broke it down into these three E's and the members of the group focused on one of those three things, and then at the end of every meeting or at some point in the meetings, there was a report to those things, an update to those things, and then an action plan, we're now organizing the community to do what is right. And we're not fighting about these stupid things like climate change, which is a load of crap to begin with. You know, we can... We can then move the ball forward as a team. Back to my point that we need to unite. So I think I I ran over there. I'll shut up. No, I, I one of the that you made make a real good point that uh, is that uh, our using our economic power is not just not buying from the bad guys, but it's supporting the good guys. Yes. And I think because they, the, 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 our enemies, the enemies of our country and our freedom and republic have largely taken over the big institutions, colleges, the government run schools, big businesses, big banks, Wall Street, uh, all the whole myriad of nonprofit organizations. Yes. So they have. So large part of our strategy, I mean, we're, we're not going to take back Harvard from the left. We're not going to take back. CBS News from the left. Why not? Well, I don't think it's because they're because they because they are so deeply entrenched there. I think the better strategy is to build our own. And we've done we've done in in, in uh, news media we've done that to a significant extent. Uh, first, there was Fox News, although that's sort of going the opposite going the opposite direction. But places like Breitbart, Gateway Pundit, Revolver News, and others have arisen that provides um, a more reliable source of information. Same way, same way with school. I, I mean, I think I did, maybe we're going to differ on this one. Is that yeah, okay, do what you can with the government-run schools, but ultimately I think that you're just not – It's the, the interests there are so deeply entrenched. You're subject to state law. State sets the curriculum. So even if you've got a majority on the school board, yeah, you can do some things. You can do some things there uh, that are helpful, but ultimately you got the same left-wing teachers that are embedded there that are promoting sexual promiscuity and immorality, that are promoting hate America and all the entire leftist agenda, they're there no matter who is on the school board. But you also have teachers that are there for the right reasons to there are some, yes. be the light inside of the school system. To You have board members that are there to be the light inside of the school system. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that will raise my hand and say homeschooling is by far 
the best way to educate our children. To be educated by your parents at home is the best way. But that's not the world that we're in right now. We're in a world where we've got to get into these behemoths and take them back. We have teachers on the inside of the school system. We can't ignore them. There's children on the inside of the school system that if we just pull out and ignore the public education system, they're going to be left to to what's happening there. And we both know that 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 when we provide a lot of these different programs, the the underserved communities are going to be the ones left in the school system. And the school system, today's public education student is tomorrow's policymaker. And so we need to make the school system accountable. We need to make them competitive and we need to remove all. So you want to, you want to get kids caught up? Remove every social engineering package from the school system. We'll have every kid in the public education system caught up in a matter of six months. Proper education, reading, writing, arithmetic, the STEM education process. Get that social engineering crap out of there and, and we've got them being taught correctly. And using the teachers inside of the system that aren't beholden to the union, but teachers that want to make a change. Um, time will not permit a, a further discussion of the um, uh, prospects of successful reform of the government-run schools. Um, <laughs> as, I, as, as, I've often, as I've often said, one of the advantages of our side is that no one can tell anyone else what to do. One of the disadvantages of our side is nobody can tell anybody else what to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with that, let's take in here from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event Heard Weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to United IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are also certified to be the number one conservative talk radio show in our market, in our time slot, and I have worked very hard to achieve that title. Uh, please tell me on the show this week, Eric Stalter, who is laughing at that joke, and that is the most important role of a guest on United IE Radio, is to laugh at the host's jokes. Um, need to have a little bit of humor in with all of the... Uh, very serious stuff is going on and that we, and that we talk about here on, on the show. Yes, um, the things that we could do to save our country, freedom, and republic, um, we were talking about some of those, and we'll continue to talk about those. Um, again, the most important political office is, is that of the private citizen. But we're going to shift gears here in our final segment to talk about some insidiously evil bills, and we'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to a couple of them, of all the, those that qualify now pending in... Sacramento. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but first, we're going we're to listen to uh, Republican State Senator Scott Wilk and the uh, Republicans. Uh, State senators have a lunch meeting every week in the corners booth in the corner booth at Denny's. There are so there are so there are so few of them. But here's what uh, Scott Wilk had to say about these bills. I'm now in year 11 in the state legislature, and all the time we're proposing policies to protect children. After 11 years, I've come to a conclusion that we need to start protecting parents. That's just not happening. I've been here and witnessed a, a full frontal assault on charter schools, taking away parents' choice and how their children are going to be educated, to the detriment particularly of children of color. In recent years, we have put government bureaucrats between parents, children, and doctors when it comes to medical care. And now we have this, where if a parent does not support the ideology of the government, they're going to be taken away from the home. Now, I agree with both Senator Weiner and Senator Laird that today it only involves divorce proceedings. And frankly, a judge can already factor, factor this in. But I can assure you it's not going to end with divorce proceedings. In the past, when we've had these discussions and I've seen parental rights atrophied, I've, encur- I've encouraged people to keep fighting. I've changed my mind on that. If you love your children, you need to flee California. You need to flee. We are moving towards the pathway of the hands made tale. California is becoming the new Juliet. And it just breaks my heart. I'm born and raised in this state. I love this state. I'm not going to stay in this state because it's just too oppressive. And I believe in freedom. And so I'm going to move to America when I leave the legislature. And Senator Wilk was talking about one of these bills, AB 957, mm-hmm. which uh, grants, says in determining child custody, the court should prefer the parent that wants to uh, support the child's desire to be the opposite gender, transitioning. In other words, in real, what it really means is one that supports chemically and surgically castrating, mutilating, and sterilizing the children. Mm-hmm. And as you watch the roller coaster accelerate downhill, this is this is what and things that you would never have imagined five or ten years ago. That could never happen. Mm-hmm. They're happening now. Mm-hmm. And then you look at what, what's going to what's going to be like five or ten years from now. So under those eighty nine five seven, they the courts should uh, favor the parent that wants to chemically and surgically castrate, mutilate, and sterilize their children. And we see this all over the country going on. Just this week, the Democrats, governors of Kentucky and North Carolina, vetoed bills to protect children from suffering that fate. I mean, remember, children. You know, you can't get a tattoo. Of course, you can't buy a gun, you can't drink, you can't vote, you can't drive. Um, but hey, you want to cut off your genitals? Sure, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if, if it, it'd be it'd be insane if it wasn't so evil and part of the uh, the enemy's agenda. To as we talked about, religion and family, or lack thereof, is upstream of culture, which in turn is upstream of of politics. Mm-hmm. Do you want to it wait on that? We have one more. We have one more really bad bill. So let me cover that one, and then I'll kind of turn it over to you to um, uh, for your thoughts on it. The other one is AB six six five, and I think this is the most insidiously evil bill the Democrat Party has yet come up with. 
Mm-hmm. Under this bill, your children 12 and older can consent to mental health treatment without the parents' consent or even knowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay. And first of all, that just lets unknown mental health persons have access to your children's minds and emotions. But it's even worse because it expressly includes residential care facilities. So your 12-year-old child can go to school and the uh, purple-haired Communist Guidance Counselor tell, wouldn't you be much happier with children like yourself? Your parents really don't love you. They don't understand that uh, while you were born as a girl, you really want to be a boy, don't you? Yeah, and they don't understand that. And if and if you want to go to this other home here, um, you can stay up as late as you want to. You can eat whatever you want to. You can watch whatever you want to. Wouldn't you be much happier there? And if your child says yes, if your 12-year-old says yes to that, your child may never come home Again, once they're there, they can trans your children. Uh, this is working its way through the legislature. It's gotten back, went from the assembly to the state senate. And some, uh, was minor, made minor changes there. It's back to the state, uh, state assembly. And if this passes, I think Scott, I think Scott Wilk is absolutely right. Is, is too great of a risk. If you, if you love your children, you need to get out of California or at least homeschool. Otherwise, that fate could very easily befall your children. And if you want good resources on this bill and how to contact your legislatures, you can find it at realimpact.us. Um, I'm not going most of our last segment here. Eric, your thoughts? Well, I would say, um, yeah, these these bills were wit- written by AB 957 was written by uh, one of Satan's brides, Lori Wilson, and, and accompanied by by uh, Wiener and also AB 665 was written by Wendy Carrillo um, and and co-authored by by Wiener. He seems to have his name on every evil piece of legislation. But this this also comes from AB 1266, which was passed in 2013. As far as AB 665, your school, this bill hasn't passed yet, but your school has most likely hired an additional boatload of counselors. So they are intending for this to pass. So that's where I go back to the, to the divided people makes these things possible. We need to get on a fast track. We need to behave with urgency and not desperation, but we need to get on a fast track to educating our people, our parents. There are very few parents out there in, in, in my view, in my belief, very few parents who are open and willing to send their kids to a system like this. Most have no clue. It's the people like, like you and I and, and many others that get deep, deep into this. Time is up. No. Finish your thought. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. time is up. The clock. The clock is our master and the, mm-hmm. and our merciless master. I want to thank you for being on the show, Eric. And again, the most important political office that is the private citizen. Realimpact.us, and they'll tell you how you can try to stop these insidiously evil bills. And of course, as always, tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite IE Radio. AM five ninety, the answer. <laughs>